The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters. Good day and welcome to Ability Radio. I'll be your host today. My name is Angus Drago. And uh, if you're listening to us for the first time, Ability Radio is brought to you by the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. And uh, if you have not heard what our mission statement is, it's about advancing the legal rights of people with disabilities, support and empowering families, and providing training and information that promote the overall health and educational development of children and the youth. Uh, we are located in both districts. In St. Croix, we are on the west end of the island, west of Kmart in Frederickstead. Our number there is 340-772-1200. And we are also located in Havenside in St. Thomas. And our number there is 340-776-4303. Today, we have with us Mr. Aubrey Gerard. And the focus today on our show is to talk about early intervention with regards to uh, if you think or you know that your child has a disability and um, what you should do early enough. Mr. Gerard is a parent. He's been father of the year uh, a few years. And um, we're hoping to put some positive spin on intervention, um, early intervention services in the VI. Mr. Gerard, good morning, and let's, let's get into talking to you. Welcome. Hey, good morning, good morning. How you doing? Good, good. You doing? Thanks, for, thanks for having me on the show today. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Not too in-depth, but... Um, yeah, not much. Um, you know, you already said my name is Aubrey Gerard Jr., <laughs> um, 46 years old. I'm a proud father of two boys. Um, one is 18 years old, and another one is 15 years old in 10th grade right now. Right. Um, I've been employed at the Virginia Port Authority for the last 18 years. Um, you mentioned about me being father, father of the year. Um, I was actually, uh, I think it was two or three years, actually, because I was a president at the Head Start while my boys were attending. So those were some good good times dealing with the, the children of the Head Start um, school. Um, I want to highlight, I mean, the, 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 the essence of the show is to highlight the success of early intervention and also to highlight that in many instances when we look around in the VI and, and other parts of the mm-hmm. world, we see a lot of parents, when, when we hear about parents, we usually hear about mothers and not enough of fathers. Right. So that's why I'm excited about just talking to you about how everything started in terms of, um, I know, let me just start off with myself in terms of, uh-huh. I have a son who is disabled as well. Right. And he'll be 25 this year. He's autistic. Okay. And it took a little while to figure out that he really was autistic. Uh, we, we did it really early. Uh, mm-hmm. But it took us a while, and then we had to go through all of the, the different processes involved with it. Uh, so on your end, though, 
even though yeah. at some point by the time your son based on what you told me earlier your son had gotten to the head start he had already right. made so many improvements because of your early intervention so if you want to take us just a little bit all the way back there how you started yeah, with yeah. it and so forth i'd appreciate you telling us um my youngest son so my both my two boys and um, they had their own shares of trials and tribulations just coming into the world or coming into this world um but my second son he had a little more to deal with um his second day born he was in icu um that's one of the hardest things to watch a parent have to go to watch their child deal with um he made it out in two days and as far as the early intervention as you mentioned that honestly that credit has to go to my mother um which is Ms. Nora May Williams um she noticed a difference in my youngest son um when he wanted something he would point to it and he wasn't even trying to formulate certain words so i took it as you know what he's still young he's probably like a year and a half about to make two so i was like you know what he's still young he's not his older brother who was more advanced in speaking walking everything right so i left it as that my mother said hmm, okay she waited a little while which wasn't really too long, you know, because grandparents, they really know more than us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually it was like, listen, no, something is wrong with this boy. Now, at that point in time, I could have took the role and not listen right. or ignore it. But at the end of the day, mommy knows best, right? Yes, absolutely. So we looked into it and she found this program at mch where the speech therapist there was a lady named miss valentine so we signed him up it was a free it was a free program and he went twice a week tuesdays and thursdays those those are his days to go to um speech class and he was actually going speech therapy while he was still in daycare Mm-hmm. So it was a very young age for him, you know, right. but when that's, he started getting his treatment. Right. That's good, you know, and, because that's real early intervention. And then, yeah, and, and, and when, I, when I look back now, he's 15 years old now. Mm-hmm. When I look back at it now, he's on a student in school. Like he gets straight A's right now, mm-hmm. you know. And he's in the 10th grade and he wants to be an architect. He's cooking now, you know, he's doing different <laughs> stuff. And if I, when I look back on him and I said to myself, like, if I had not listened to my mother, where would my son be today? Right. You know? And, you know, and I want to remind parents of there that there are services available from early uh, and you should tap into them, whether it's through MCH, uh, the Zero to Three program, or right. the Infant and Toddlers program. And um, let me ask you, though, was your son premature, you said? No, he, no, he wasn't. wasn't. Okay. Um, he he wasn't he wasn't premature. He was on on time, but he had a respiratory issue. Right. His second day born, which mm-hmm. had to be rushed to ICU. Right, right. Because my yeah. son was premature, and as a result of that, when we brought him back, um, mm-hmm. 
through all the health challenges, which I won't get into all the detail about, um, right. we had him in the, into the program. And it's through one of those visits with one of the professionals that MCH had hired that she was able to point out to us that there was something different. And we had a daughter a year after. So as you say, you comparing the children, and you could tell that there was something distinctly different from the way they, they acted. Correct. Um, right. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about when you took him, because you used to take him to therapy all the time, and 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 how that was for you, the challenges you faced, and 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 how he grew out of that and developed and able to succeed today. Um. Yeah. I actually, you know, I'm very involved in my two boys' life, even up to this day. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So. I was the one that always took him. He went every Tuesday, every Thursday, and how to come into the classroom with him and the, it was like three other students. And that went on for about maybe two, three months or so. And then one day I had to drop him off and I had to go do some errands and come back. Because basically now I'm like, I'm dropping him to therapy, doing errands, then take him to DK and I still get back to work, you know? So that day when I got back to pick him up, Ms. Valentine was like, she said, listen, after today, you will go find errands to do every time you come and drop him off. <laughs> I said, wait, what happened? So it looked like my presence there in the classroom was distracting him. Oh, okay. So that day when I left now, he started to... He was more his focused. Yeah. He was he was yeah. more, focused. more focused. He was identifying objects. You know, yeah. and he was actually making an attempt now to speak and say what he wants. Okay. And part of the challenge is um it's not about just him going to therapy. It actually started at has to it had to continue at, at home. Right, right. So he would have a habit of, you know, he might want his, 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 a, a cup of juice or he want, you know, he'd point to it and say, uh, uh. So Ms. Valentine was like, no, make him say what he wants. Right. That's how we, so basically it was, it's like going to school, you do your homework, you do classwork and then you come home and you do homework. Mm-hmm. So we did homework with him at home okay. to help his therapy out. So when he goes back that he will be a little more, better at it you know so that that was basically his way of getting through therapy therapy mm-hmm. me not being in the classroom is what started the process the process of really to jump start okay i want to go back to what you mentioned in terms of saying that your mom was the one who helped identify the issues and and sort of guided you through making sure you took action on it um, we have a, a lot of parents in the community that, you know, they, mm-hmm. they associate um, delayed development in children um, with something negative. There's a stigma attached to it. They don't want nobody to know and so forth. And it, I would just want to emphasize, too. yeah, and ashamed that, that it's, it's okay to have your family intervene sometimes because sometimes, sometimes the things that are right in front of you, you don't see them, you know. Um, and that was me. I definitely yeah. didn't see. I definitely didn't see it. I mean, if my mother didn't notice it and pointed it out, you know, I mean, his, his speech impediment wasn't even the only issue that she noticed. She also noticed that 
his left leg was kind of like a was like kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. So he again he went through so much. I mean, this is not his legs wasn't developing fully, so he wasn't walking right away. So while he was going speech therapy, every Monday he would go to the hospital to put two casts on his leg. Wow. You understand know I me? Mean? So he would go Monday he would go Monday he would go to the hospital, put on a new cast then. Tuesday he would go therapy on Thursday and then Saturday um he would he would take them off at home and then go back Monday to put on a fresh pair of cast wow. to have his legs straighten out. So those issues were both noticed by my mother from wow. the jump. Oh, uh, and again, uh-huh. I could have taken a position of like, nah, nothing wrong with him. You just you you overreacting, whatever the case is, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I could have did that, but then I actually saw it one day when he was trying to pull himself up off the off the ground. Mm-hmm. His leg like was dragging, and then of course when you watch him speaking, it's like he wants to sit on, but he just want a point. Okay. So again, I give all the credit to my mother for noticing that, and that's how we got started. If she didn't do that, we don't we don't know where we would have been right now. In terms of of um having him play with other kids or his siblings and so how was that in terms of a challenge for you and navigating that as a parent playing with his brother was never an issue i mean mm. like i said man, it wasn't an issue at home by the time he got to and he was but then he had a head start right really and truly you if you didn't know that he was at speech therapy you would have never known you that he had a right. speech problem right. But I don't know. I think um, he was more so, even to now, he kind of is like a loner. Mm-hmm. So he stays by himself a lot. Um, so going head start, it was more so, he just happened to have gotten two teachers that his brother had. That she missed Faulkner. Right. So she basically took him under his wing immediately you know and that helped him come out of his little shyness mm-hmm. at head start so and he does blast them from there so so he had to deal with both that physical disability and also the speech impediment yep at the, at the same time at the same time <laughs> at the same time <laughs> yeah. yeah he had a he had a rough week like i tell yeah. you you know he i had the character he had two cars and then he going to speech class, and he going daycare. What 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 was the support network for you though, at home in terms of your mom and any other family member in terms of providing any kind of support? Oh, I mean, I had I had full support from everybody, full support. Um, I would take him to, like I said before, I would take him to therapy and daycare um, during the day. On Mondays, when he goes to the hospital, that was grandma duty. Okay. <laughs> not that, not, not that I gave it to her. Right. I was like, right. no, I doing this. I'm taking it. <laughs> okay. You know, you go ahead, take him. You know, so that that I I mean, I want to come to support, and I I can't complain. I got more than enough support. Right. Because, you know, a, a lot of um, parents out there think that they always have to do it themselves. Um, even, yeah. even, yeah, even, even with you doing a lot yourself, there's always room for somebody to 
to provide a little support, a little break from just everything that you have to do, work and take care of yeah. things. Yeah, because it, it, it becomes a lot, you know. And I, I know there's parents who have worse to deal with. I mean, like you yourself, you know, your situation a little more intense than mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're passionate, though, you know, in terms of your children's development and your involved parent, yeah, mm-hmm. you want to do everything. You want to see them shine. You want to see them prosper and grow and be healthy. But at the end of the day, having a little help from family circle doesn't hurt. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And and you know the thing um, about it is the and that's one of the things we promote at Disability Rights Center is is the self advocacy piece. Because all of what mm-hmm. you're talking about is self advocacy. You're actually doing right. a lot of that yourself. You don't have to wait for say the government or somebody else to step in to help you. The services are out there. We go out and we get it. Sometimes the services may not be out there. Because I, I remember oh. Uh, instances with my son where the services uh-huh. were not available. They just didn't have speech right. therapies or um, the occupational therapists at the time, right. you know. Uh, so that that's a big, that's a huge challenge. And um, I just want to remind parents out there that even if that doesn't work or if there are no support services available because of lack of staffing or whatever, you still have a right for those services. Um, right, definitely. And, and you should advocate vehemently for them because if you don't do that early intervention, and that's what I really want to stress today, that if you don't do the early intervention, you know, you have no idea how far back your child yeah. could be. Um, and the only person that's suffering is your child. Yep, absolutely. At the end of the day, you know, because again, look where my child is right now, you know. My... You would never know that he went through all of these issues at, <laughs> at 15 years old now. And uh, he's an Anna student. Right. You know, right. straight is, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You would never know. Yeah. What, um, what sort of... Um, um, encouragement you would have for um, parents out there for, for parents to, um... Um, man the best thing I could tell parents is to be aware that early intervention is like I can't stress it enough it's very very important I mean just hearing my testimony and my interview today should let you know because you're not going to see everything as a parent we want to but we're not Our outside I or outside person sees more than you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And we have to take their take heed to what they say and not feel like they're trying to bring you down or, you know, make fun of your child. No. They're trying to give help. Because mm-hmm. if I had ignored what my mother said, again, who knows where my son would have been today? I, I had a... Because uh, my mindset was that, hey, he doesn't develop yet faster his brother. He's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. That was my initial mindset. And so my mother really pushed the issue and she was like, they said, no, something is wrong. We have to look into this right now. And I said, okay, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't fight it. I didn't go against it. Um, there was no shame on my part. I was like, yo, my son needs help. Mm-hmm. And we have to find him the help. Simple as that. Yeah. And, and, and what you mentioned with regards to shame is really important because we have to find a way to destigmatize all of these types of issues in our community. Um, I was recently at the Ag Fair. We had a we had a tent there. We you know we provide a lot of um, uh, materials, information. We talk to people. We do surveys and so forth. And a lady, an elderly lady, came by, and you know she was asking us about you know who we are, what we do, and so forth. 
So try I was trying to give her some information, you know, looking at her and saying, well, right. okay, th these are some of the services that would work for you because of who you are and your age. And she was like, well, you know, I wanted to check on something different. She says she has a neighbor and the neighbor has a child with Down syndrome. So immediately I rushed okay. over to all of that information that we normally would pass on to parents with um with with um children with disabilities and she was like no 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 don't give it to me i cannot give it to them because they don't want nobody to know the child has a disability and and she doesn't really know how to approach the subject with them so there are still people in our community yeah it is it's that, that are not it's welcome bad. and there's help and they're not welcoming the help and you cannot as a parent you're not going to live forever and as you age right. and you have to look after that that um child with a disability, mm -hmm. it becomes harder for you. I, I, I mean, I definitely you, you and I talking about lived experience. Fortunately for you, you were able to do that, get that intervention, and get it done early. Yeah. I have a sister who is disabled, and she's been home with my mom. My mom is going to be what eighty years old this year. Oh wow! And she's like forty something. God forbid if my mom passes, what's going to happen? Um, right. So as I'm just pointing out to a lot of the parents out there, if you know your child has any developmental issues, make sure you address it. The services are there. They're available to you. And take advantage of it. In many other countries in the world, they don't have those services. Uh, I mean, even even those hours sometimes is limited. Sometimes you don't have, I said, a staff to do some things. Right. But you have, under the law, you have a right, and you must advocate for that right as a parent. And they need to take advantage of that. Yes. Because... Even, and, and, and lastly, to the, the parents out there, even if you think your child might have an issue or a problem, look into it. It doesn't hurt you, it doesn't hurt the child. You're only helping. You never know what you might be able to find and, and might be able to prevent, you know? A lot of times we do a lot of reactive stuff instead of preventive stuff. So you catch something early, you can prevent instead of reacting to the problem that happens afterwards. You know, so again, if you think that your child has an issue, yo, look into it right away. And you know, uh, the, the the thing is that it's not just um, say, you know, you look into it and you go to the medical professionals. Um, part of getting services, say for IEPs, which is the individual educational plans for children with disabilities, uh -huh. is to get that evaluation done, get it done early right. through the Department of Education. Right. So that your child could be on a path for success, and even through right. that program, you have that your child evaluated every year, and the services are available for that child. Yeah, and that's that's really it. that's really important to to get that evaluation. Now I know the Department of Education has had some instances where they've been backed up and they don't have enough staffing. I mean, granted, we understand right. all those things. But a special effort needs to be made because that child is not, time is not waiting for that child for you to get a speech oh, therapist or an evaluator to come and look at it. So, right. um, but as a parent, and, and that's what I want to really emphasize today, as a parent, you need to take the bull by the horn and, and, yeah. and advocate for yourself. And we're at the RCVI, if you need our assistance, sitting with in your IEPs, or getting evaluations done through the Department of Education, we will fight for them. If you have a child who has a physical disability and they need access, and that's under the 504 plans, we're here. We can provide you with, with support services, even legal, because that's what we do, legal services. 
We've had instances right. where uh, a child might be in, um, assigned to a certain school. They mm-hmm. provide the service of getting the child to that school. But when the child gets there, there's nobody to greet that child or take the child to a classroom. And that's, a, oh, okay. that's right. There's a lack of, lack of services. And um, right. as a parent, you want to advocate for that. You want to follow up all the way through to make sure that your child is getting those services. And um, right. like we mentioned earlier in the show, early intervention mm-hmm. is the key. Earlier intervention. It's key. Yeah. Um, we're getting close to, to, to our time here. I, I really appreciate it, Mr. Gerard. I, I just wanted to know that um, not just the same way that you've advocated for your son and you've gotten those um, services early, early, early intervention with you and your family, that uh-huh. encourage other parents to do that. If you see something out there, we are all part, we live in this community. And if yeah, if somebody is left behind, we all get left behind. We all get, um, yep, I agree. Um, so I just wanted you to, I just want to thank you exactly for, for, for coming, out, coming out and spending some time with us to discuss it. Uh, this is Not Ability Radio, and we really appreciate it. Um, I, appreciate I just me on today. right. I I just want to extend um, also a thank you to your mom because she's it was instrumental in making sure that you get the services for your son, and yes, to let everyone work. know that we are in both districts, Disability Rights Center. We are uh, west of Kmart in Frederickstead. Our number there is. Three four zero seven seven two twelve hundred, and we are in the St. Thomas and John district at Haverside, and our number there is three four zero seven seven six forty three zero three. Give us a call if you figure you need um, assistance. If we cannot provide assistance for you, we always can refer you to somebody who will help you. Um, good day. Uh, Mr. Right, Gerard, I, th- I, th- I thank you for taking uh-huh. the time out. And appreciate Never it. a problem. Um, I'd like to thank, um, thank you for having me on uh, also. Mm-hmm. And a special thanks to Miss Deshaun Williams. Okay. Good. That's who um, she volunteered me. That's how <laughs> this whole interview process came up. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, sometimes we have you to know, talk about positive know, things, but, you know? So that's good. Yeah, I yeah. know Miss Williams from the, my head start days as, as president mm-hmm. there. For the four years of president, she contacted me, and that's how this came to came to life today. So, I have to give her a special thanks okay. for that. Thank you so much, Mr. Gerard. Appreciate it. And um, to our listening audience, have a blessed day. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.